You are listening to the IMN podcast produced by the Boise Nampa Institute of Religion. We've asked members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to share how their lives have been blessed by living the gospel of Jesus Christ. To the Savior's request, come follow me, they have all responded, I am in. Stacy Turner grew up on a dairy farm in Raft River, Idaho, attended school in Delco. After high school graduation, she went to cosmetology school and has worked as a professional hairstylist for 40 years. She married her high school sweetheart and loves spending time with her family. They are the parents of four children and seven grandchildren. Stacy and her husband enjoy traveling together and have put thousands of miles on their Harley. She captures fabulous photos from the back seat of their motorcycle. Stacy loves the Lord and is thankful for the knowledge of the gospel and the peace and comfort it has provided her throughout her life. In preparing for this, it's I have had to uh, first when Brother Knight texted me and asked me the first thing in my mind when he put the topic out there where Christ has been in my life. Um, a lot of things that I'm going to talk about tonight is surrounding um, a, a very hard thing that our whole family went through of the loss of our grandson. And so with doing this, I've had to uh, go through all these stories and it's it kind of brought everything up to the surface and it's been, you know, 13 years. So I hope that through the Spirit, I can give you the stories that He would want me to tell you tonight, my our Heavenly Father. So when Brother Knight asked me to speak, and he told me that I heard I was a good speaker, I was like, I no, I'm not a good speaker, but I do know how to talk a lot because I have done hair for many years. And so usually it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing, and I have learned so much from other people. Um. So I pray that you will be inspired by the words that I say, that uh, you will find through my stories of where I have seen Christ in my life, that you will find Christ in your life, that you have had things happen to you, that you will see that. So um, I'm going to start out. So the event. Basically, uh, 13 years ago, my daughter left a, con left a, a controlling marriage. A week later, her husband um, took the life of my eight-and-a-half-month-old grandson and himself. And um, so I hope that through my stories that you do not focus on the event that just that happened. I hope that you will focus on where God has been in our lives and where He has led us and guided us and gave us peace and comfort through these many years. Um, so I'm going to back up a little bit from when everything happened. Um, so years ago, growing up in the church, um, it wasn't until I went to college and I didn't think I needed church anymore. So I quit going to church for a long time. And it wasn't until I started having children that I started going back. And then little by little, I started going back to the, I had gone to the temple and took my endowments out. And so before I left Declo and moved to, to Boise um, about 17 years ago, I had been going to the temple maybe once a month with some friends and that. And then it got to where um, uh, when I moved here, I thought, oh, there's a temple really close by that I will go to this temple all the time. And I, I never did. 
And I, at that time, I was visiting teaching. I was going visiting teaching. That's uh, what they called it then, of course. And sister, one of the my visiting teaching partner, she had said to me, she says, hey, Stacy, uh, sister, this other sister in the ward and I have been going to the temple every week. Would you like to go with us? And I was like, so what time do you go? And they said 530 in the morning. And I'm like, you know, I had a Two of my kids had graduated. I had one in the high school, one in middle school. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to go because I, I need to be here for those kids. And so within that month, we go visiting teaching again. And she gave this wonderful lesson on attending the temple. And she talked about how 12 steps of 12 blessings by attending the temple. And so as we get to my house, she says, here, Stacey, I want you to take this. I want to have, and so she handed me this folded up piece of paper should have brought it because I still have it. And I get out of the car, and it was these 12 blessings of going to the temple. But she had taken a highlighter marker and highlighted one of them. And as I looked at it, as I was walking to my door, I looked at it, and I was like, here's what I saw. It said, unseen angels will watch over your loved ones. That's what I saw. And instantly my mind went to, oh, my gosh, this is telling me that my kids will be watched over if I go to the temple. So I started going to the temple um, every week. And um, it wasn't until years later that I looked at that paper again, and what it says is unseen angels will watch over your loved ones when satanic forces are up on them. But I did not see that. I saw what he needed me to see. So I started going to the temple every week uh, for um, probably about five to six months I had been going every week. And I was driving home one day from the temple, and I was on Overland. I know exactly where I was at. And this feeling came over me, and I just thought, man, I am spiritually stronger. And it was like a little minion, a little minion inside going, you know, the muscle man, you know, because I felt stronger spiritually. And then the next thought was, if something happens, I'm going to be strong enough to handle it. And I thought, well, that is just a crazy, you know, that, whoo, throw that one out there, because that's just a weird one, right? And so... Um, it wasn't very long after that that, um, that all this happened. And looking back at that and time frames, I, I, ha I was trying to process, like, how did God know this was going to happen? How did He know I needed to be strong enough for this? How did He know this? And someone said, you know, Stacy, God's timeline is different than ours. He sees things through the whole thing. And I know that God knew what was going to happen. I knew, He knew I needed to be strong enough for my family and for my children and for us to get through this. And that is why He inspired Sister Withers to get me going to the temple months before this even happened. So I want you to know that God knows you. He knows what's going to happen in your life. He knows you. He will guide you. He'll direct other people in your paths to help you be strong enough to handle it. I know that. For I, And another thing, so the next thing is that um, Lacey, my daughter, when she left her husband, um, so basically Lacey had been married and um, so when she left, it was a, in a controlling situation, and she just had to get out of there. So she left, and um, 
my she would always get so within this week from everything happening, her leaving and everything, uh, the everything that happened and and my every her her husband taking my son grandson's life and himself. Lacey had uh, been getting off work about eight o'clock every night and. Uh, she called me about six, well, she had called, so when she got off work, um, her husband would have Beckham, and and so we, she would meet, either he would meet us at our house and bring him back to our house, or he'd bring him back to his mother-in-law, his mom's house. And this particular day that everything happened, um, Lacey had called him to say, hey, I'm off work early, and I need to, need to bring Beckham back, and that's when he... The first time he indicated that he wasn't going to be bringing him back right then. And so I just, Lacey called me and told me what was going on. And I said, just come home and let's, you know, we'll, we'll see what to, because we didn't know what to do because she had left him. She had filed for divorce, but nothing else. It was only within this week, everything was going on. And uh, so he came over, so she got home, but in the meantime, I had had, this thought of calling this officer that was in my ward, Officer Wills. And he, I had never really talked to him before, but I, that was the first thing that popped my head because I didn't know what to do. We didn't know how this situation goes. So I, I called Officer Wills and I said, um, he happened to be home. I said, hey, here's what's happening. Here's what's going on. Told him the situation and he says, well, really there's nothing you can do. And I, because he's his father and that. And I said, okay, I understand that. But I said, my daughter nurses this baby still and that's when he said that changes everything so here's what you need to do and he told us exactly what we needed to do that we needed to um if you didn't bring him back say by eight o'clock that we needed to call 911 let him know what's going on they would get to him and they would talk to him and they would get our grandson back to us and so um when i talk about how peaceful our house was Within that hour or so, uh, there was no feeling of leaving our home. There was no reason why we didn't leave our home and go get him, but there was no feeling of leaving it. Um, about 8 o'clock, a little after Lacey called him, and that's when we uh, knew that he was not going to be bringing him back, and he tried to get Lacey to come over to the house. And we, um, when she got off the phone, she says, I'm not coming over there. And then so when she got off, she hung up. And she said to my husband, she says, let's go get him. And my husband said, no, let's, let's do exactly what Officer Will said to do. And so we called 911, told them what was going on. Uh, they wanted to talk to Lacey. Uh, Lacey talked to him. When he got off the phone, Nick had left, her husband had left a message on the phone indicating that something bad was going to happen, that he was going to do something. And so um, we instantly called 911 back, and um, they were able to get over there very fast. And um, when they got there, both of them, my grandson and, and, and him, was, they were both deceased. I know through what the officers have told us that if we would have gone over there, that he had six bullets and he only used two. I know that Officer Wills was inspired to tell us exactly what we needed to do that night. 
God knows us. He knows what is, he knows we can change and he knows we can't change. Some of it's our own choices, some it's choices of others. I know that we are here today because we were not supposed to be there. And it was about a year later when things start coming down, that's when you start seeing God's hand in so many things. And I remember talking to Sister Withers about a year later and going, she was the one at the temp, about the temple, and I said, I got to talk to you. What, in, what possessed you to highlight the one thing that got me going to the temple? And she, she thought about it. And she thought, and she said to me, I don't remember. I don't remember highlighting that. And then as we were sat down in there talking, she said to me, and I don't think our lesson was even supposed to be on temples that week, that month. I know that God knows us, and I know He's inspired us, and I know He knows you guys. And going back to um, Officer, Wheeler, Officer, Officer Wills, I remember talking to his wife about a year later. And she says, you know, I didn't know who, who he was talking to on the phone that night, but I know he, at some point he went into a zone. And I could tell you right now exactly what he said that night to us. But I know that God... And I am so grateful for these people that are inspired that are, that, to help us through people from our Heavenly Father to help us here on this earth, to lead and guide and direct us, protect us. And so um, another one, there's so many stories that surround him. Um, that night when Beckham, everything happened, um, we had heard from someone that, that he changed a lot of people that actually saw him that night because he had a smile on his face. I know that he was being held by angels that night. I know he felt nothing. Um, the way he was taken, we should never have been able to have it, been able to see him or had an open casket. But he was perfect. He was perfect because God knew what we needed. He knew that his mom needed to see him and that we needed to see him. God knows us. He directs us and he knows everything that's going on in our lives. So that was all the really hard stuff to get through. There's some like some simpler little things. After everything, Lacey, um, <laughs> people say, oh, she'll need a counselor. And I have never been to a counselor, probably need to, whatever. <laughs> but I, um, people had given me names. I probably had five or six names down. So after the funeral, I said to Lacey, I said, do you think you need to go to a counselor? And she's like, yes. So I said, okay, I have this list. She goes, I, I want to go to a, a woman. And so, okay, that probably, I took off part two. And so I had three or four people on this list at that time. And um, Lacey picks one. She calls this lady on the phone and she says, Hi, my name is Lacey, and I need to come and see you. And this counselor says to her, I have been going to call you because I had an impression that I was supposed to help you. God knows who we are. He guides us and He directs us, and He knows what we need. Um, about um, 
about a year later, year and a half later, Lacey remarries. That's a whole story in itself, but how that all happened. <laughs> but she remarried someone that she had known before, and they were able to be sealed in the temple. And because Beckham had been taken and his father was also gone, they were able to have Beckham sealed to them in the temple. And I'll never forget um, the feeling of being there that night. And also um, the people, I mean, people that were there, uh, family and friends and that were there to, to support us. And so here we are a year and a half later after everything happened. And um, we're sitting in this room and Lacey and Andy were sealed to each other. And then the officiator goes, now we're going to seal a baby to you, this child to you. And um, I remember sitting there and closing my eyes and tears, but I could hear people throughout the room, the tears. Like you could hear them snuffle, you know, like what I am now. And um, I remember after Beckham was sealed to him, to them, the fisher said, oh, as he was being sealed in the tears, I, in my soul, and I wish I could give this feeling to you, felt so much happiness in my soul. And the thought came, this is Beckham, let me know how happy he is. Now, we always, we never focused on the event of what got Beckham where he was at. We actually focused on Beckham's happy. He's back with his Heavenly Father. No one can hurt him again. We'd say it over and over. We never talked about a lot about what got him there. And so we always thought he's happy because he's back with his Heavenly Father. But this feeling I had inside was the most happiness I had ever felt. And I felt that it was from Beckham. And after the officiator said, now Beckham has just received all the blessings that you just received. And it was an aha moment to me of how important it is to have, even though we go as, as innocent people, as young babies, as young people, we need those blessings in that temple to be the happiest we will ever be. So on a lighter note, Lacey, <laughs> when, she, when she was pregnant and they had going to have Beckham, we'll have him. She's like, we're going to name him Beckham, and we're going to spell it B-E-K-M. And I was like, what? You can't spell it B-E-K-M. That is like a license plate. And so I'm like, okay. And I even said to my husband, doesn't she need another vowel in there? And he's like, yes, yeah, you probably should put another vowel in there. And so he didn't. I need to grab a Kleenex. Do you need one? So, um, I, so... I thought, okay, I have time. I have time to convince this daughter of mine that she is not going to spell it B-E-K-M like a license plate. She's going to put some other vowels in there. And then her mother-in-law then gave her a baby shower. And when we went to the baby shower, here's this nice plaque to put in Beckham's room that had B-E-K-M. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I can't change the way he changed the name, you know, the way she's going to spell this name. So, however, so she spells his name B-E-K-M, like a license plate. And um, life goes on, and everything happens. And about a year and a half after Beckham passes away, 
um, <laughs> we had sold our house and we were looking for a house to buy and not to build, but we decided we were going to build a house. And we go into to this place, Tuscany, whatever, and there's all these lots. Like you can build here, all these places, all these places are open wherever you want. We pick this one lot, dirt lot, okay? This is where we're going to build our house. We build our house. Months later, get the house built, we move in. And I think it was Talisha. Was it you? I think it was Talisha. She says, hey, did you guys realize that our address, 2356, spells Beckham? Oh, what a tender mercy that was. It just was one of those icing on the cake. Like, he knows where we're at. He knows where we're at. Um, so that was just kind of a light note of a lot of things that went on. Um, part of this process of life and letting go of things is forgiveness. And um, like I said, I had been attending the temple every week for, um, at that time, because when I, I didn't, <laughs> I actually continued attending the temple for almost 10 years after that, but it had probably been about a year. It was a year after everything happened. And when you go to the temple at 5.30 in the morning, you don't really talk to a lot of people that are there. You see them, you smile at them, you kind of, whatever. But I always noticed these two friends that were always there at the temple. And I never had time, I never really talked to anyone that I went through a session with because when I had time to stay in the celestial room. They would always be gone. This particular week, I had noticed there was one sister, one friend not there. <clears throat> And I said to, um, and I just stayed in the celestial room. I leave. I happened to run into this one sister that I never did. And I said, oh, where's your friend at this week? And she says, oh, the most terrible thing just happened this week to her other, her friend. I'm like, oh. She goes, have you been watching the news? And I, I knew what was on the news because people were telling us not to watch it because um, a gentleman, a, a guy, had come, gone to the Majestic and took the life of his daughter and himself. So on the news, they were likening that case to ours a year later. So people said, don't, don't go, don't watch the news. So I knew what was happening. So the sister says to me that that was the person that wasn't there that week. That was her son that did that. Instantly, I knew. I knew. I had seen where people had been put in my life. And for some reason, I knew that I was supposed to help this lady. But how was I supposed to help her? I didn't understand that. I had more empathy for the, the mom, not the, you know, because with, 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 with Nick, his name was Nick, we got rid of every picture he was ever in. We didn't talk about him. I don't know where I threw him out at. I threw him out somewhere. I, we just didn't talk about him. We didn't. I never knew I needed to forgive him. I never knew I held on to this stuff. And it wasn't till um, God put me in this path of this lady that I knew I needed to help. And if you were to drive by me that day as I was headed home from the temple, I was in tears crying and I was saying, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I don't know how to help this lady. Because I was still trying to understand it all. And I thought, okay, 
I knew I was supposed to help her. I thought, okay, maybe I could just say, I kind of know what you're going through. That's it. That, you know, that's what I was going to do. I didn't know when I was going to do it. The next week, I see her at the temple. She's sitting for the way, a little ways away, and I, I could feel the pain. And I think it was from, to me, my thoughts were of losing grandchildren because I didn't understand how that could happen. But um, again, I stayed in the celestial room. I had I didn't know what I was going to say to her at that time because I so I I didn't even try to find her after, but I go and leave the Celestial room and I'm coming out of the I'm getting a drink and here she comes out of the restroom, and you've ever had words fly out of your mouth that you can't get back, and instantly, as she turned to head the other direction, my uh, instantly I I spewed out her name, and I couldn't get those words back. <laughs> And she turned around, she came back, she, she, I, she goes, what? And I said, I am so, something like this, I am so sorry what happened to you because, uh, and she said, you heard, and I said, yeah, your friend told me last week. But I said, I want you to know this isn't a coincidence that we're in this session together. Because um, here's what happened to me a year earlier. And so I shared with her just a little bit. I would n never tell someone that I know exactly what they're going through, but I could share that with her to know that someone kind of understands what she's going through. But in the meantime of me trying to understand her, I didn't realize this is what I was doing. But wherever I threw Nick out to, I brought him back in. Because for me to understand her, I needed to understand, and the closest thing I had was him. And with me, with God put me in this path. And being able to put him back in, I have to say right now that I care for him. I don't, I don't hate him. I want him to find peace where he's at. And I, I don't want him to be in that house anymore. And I know that when I was able to let go of something I didn't even know I was holding on to and to forgive him, there's a lot of things that lift, that let go, that I was able to let go of. And so God knows us. He knows what we need. He knows what we need to let go of. He is the only one that, Christ is the only one that can give us peace and comfort through our difficult times. If we turn to Him, and even something I didn't even know I needed to do, um, He allowed me to process it by helping someone else out and putting me in her life. Um, we're all here tonight because we all have events that happen in our lives. Things happen. And some of it's choices of our own and some of it's choice of other people. And um, anything that happens in our lives, we process it. We, we go through this process. We always do. Of what we could have changed or what could have been different or why did this happen? Or, and so for me... Um, when I was able to actually not be living, as things calmed down, I was able to see God's hand in so many things in our lives. I was able to, um, I'm a visual person. I, 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 I see things like visually, because doing hair probably, that we have events that happen and we have this, this, cat, this big circle thing. And we're able to right off kind of see answers to things. 
then you get over here and you, you know, and then you get over here and it's a little gray and here it's a little really dark and then you get over to the event again. <clears throat> we don't think, okay, I have a choice to go around again, but sometimes we go around that wheel and sometimes we, things get a little more clear of why things happen. And that's with this, with, with us, things did get clearer. Sometimes things did, but I still have unanswered questions. I still have things that I don't know how someone could do something like that. Um, I have things that I, why didn't we go get him? I know, I know because I know we weren't supposed to go get him, but I don't have a concrete answer. But there comes a time in all of our lives that when we go around that wheel so many times and we want answers because we are so digital now, we can find answers on our phones, answers on computers, to anything we want almost. But when it comes to stuff like this and things of God, of not understanding, there's sometimes that we will never have an answer to something. And sometimes we have to stop going around that wheel. We have to stop and say, I'm going to stop. And here's what I, I'm going to thank you for letting me understand this and being there in my life and putting that person in my life and thank you for this and thank you for this. But then you get in this gray area and you get in this dark area that there's no answers here. But I know I have a Savior that knows all, that I can give those questions and them to Him and say, here, take these. I'm going to give them to you because I don't need to hold them anymore. I don't need to hold pain. I don't need to hold hatred. I don't need to hold these unanswered questions because I know He knows. He knows what the answers are. He knows how to heal us. He knows how to comfort us. He is the only person to give hope and peace and comfort to our souls. And sometimes we have to stop the wheel from going around and give, give it to Him. Just give it to Him. Um, years later, and it was probably just about the last six years or five years, I taught um, Lacey was working. She was a CNA at the time, and um, she had been training one night uh, as someone, and they got talking a little bit that night. And the next day, they talked a little bit more, and she comes home, and she goes, Mom, guess what? I go, what? And she said, this girl I'm training, I found out was a 911 dispatcher the night that Beckham passed away. And she remembers every conversation that was said, the times that we called, the three different times that we called. She remembers talking to Lacey. She remembers talking to my husband. And she says there's a lot of times that we do not get to know the whole story because of our profession with us. But I, she said to my daughter, I want you to know that everyone was praying for your family. And I know... I don't know why they were put together years later, but I believe that that girl needed something that Lacey could give her. Peace, comfort, to let her know that Lacey's okay and she's moved forward. And maybe there's something that Lacey told Lacey that allowed Lacey to be able to know that, um, that, that these people were loving and caring for her and praying for her.
Um, I know without a shadow of doubt that my Heavenly Father knows this. Our family is not perfect. That was one of the processes. And I thought, did this happen to us, the Turner family? Because God said, oh, wow, the Turner family can handle this. They are strong enough. And I would have to say, heck no, there is no, no way that we're strong enough. But I know it is through my Savior, Jesus Christ, that we became strong enough to handle this. So things happen in life. And I know that things will happen in life. I'm not the same person I was 13 years ago. I can't be, and He doesn't want me to be the same person. And I will not be the same person in five years from now because I know I will go through other things that will teach me. And I know that when, I, when things do happen, that if I turn to Him, the one that knows all, and give it to Him, He will carry me, He will lead me, and He will guide me, because that is what He's done for my, me and my family to help us get through this trial. Um, I am so grateful for a loving Savior that loves us unconditionally, that knows us. He knows every one of you out here. He knows exactly what you need. He knows where you've been. He knows what's going to happen. And He will lead you and guide you and direct you if you allow Him to. And if you turn your hearts to Him. And it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. It just has to mean that you have to keep trying. And... Um, I am so grateful for my family, my kids, and their support to me. And I know I became a mama bear through all that, and it was hard to, <laughs> oh, man, I became a, a over my chicks, you know, no one's going to hurt my kids again. <laughs> and it was bad. But I was bad. It's like, where are you going? What you doing? And they're like, mom, you know, because they're, they're teenagers. They're adults. They've been married. They've been off to college, you know. And I remember one time I was, I couldn't get out of that. I couldn't get out of this. Like, Where are you at? What you doing? You know? And all of a sudden a thought came, and that's how things come to me, thoughts or dreams. And it was something that hit me so strong, and it basically said, this is bigger than you. Give it to me. Give it to me and allow me to work through you. And not that I didn't change what I was doing, my behavior, but I didn't feel like it was my job to make sure that everyone was okay because he knew what my kids needed. He knew what everyone needed. I just needed to trust in him. And that's what I would leave with you tonight is to trust in him. Know that he loves you. He cares for you. And he will guide you and lead you throughout your life. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.